This is Tales of Swordfall. Episode 25, Dreams and Dusk. Now, I do have an idea. Hmm. Do tell. As Turker... I mean, Tyrker. God damn it, Gavin. <laughs> Has he told you about the puzzle pieces? No. The oh yeah, of course not. He's hidden it on him. Puzzle pieces. Hmm? They're dangerous or can be dangerous. I know a little about them, but I know that ultimately they will uh, lead you to a lot of misfortune. And he's seeking these? Yes. Are there others seeking these? Oh, there will be others seeking these. They are... <sighs> do you know what a wish can do? Hmm. A wish, hmm? Yes, a real wish. Not a just... Real... Yeah. Wish. It can give well, you anything. And if you could wish for more wishes, then Yes, you but you might be in a you, you might be in a constant loop of wishing for more wishes until the end of time. Hmm. I once had a dream where I wished for a, an orange to turn into an apple and it turned into a frog. Yes, things can work out that way. I would trust your gut on this one. But there is a way where you could collect them and help me. Interesting. Though... These, these puzzle pieces, they're potentially dangerous. Collecting them can potentially gra grant a wish, and that wish is something that could potentially help you. Not potentially. is more of a guarantee, but we don't know what consequences there will be. Not even I can see that far into the future. And then mm. she kind of puts her mouth over her hand, like she wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> and Nora kind of gives a, a little bit of a sideways glance. Interesting. Wait. I think you need to wake up now. Is it time? Did and I fall asleep? And you wake up. Yeah. Did I wake up before Ryan or after? <laughs> or to her screaming? Uh, probably to her screaming. 
Uh, Norik looks over at Rayanne and says, Oh, oh, you had to shout like that. I had a scary dream. Okay. I was having a good dream. He woke me up. Well, that stinks for you. So, rewinding back into time, Ash, did you take any naps? Uh, I did not. Especially once I saw that both of my companions did. Uh, <laughs> That was a good idea. <laughs> vulnerable. And they probably looked like they needed some kind of rest. Yeah. Ash was just going to uh, wind down a bit and uh, kind of bandage his wounds and clean his, his weapons and uh, just kind of make sure all of his gear is secure and then just kind of sit and wait. Yeah. Uh, they both wake up r relatively around the same time, except Ran kind of gives a blood-curdling scream, even though she may have not meant to. <laughs> you, uh, okay over there? Yeah, just, just having a nightmare. Nothing out of the normal. Mm. <laughs> Nightmares? normal yeah i guess for someone who's lived life like you yeah. life like that was probably more simple than how or at least recently i don't know up until recently <laughs> and nora just sort of nora walks over and gives her a little elbow jab and says well, rest it up. Yeah, feeling much better now. And uh, looks over to Ash and says, You good to go? I'm good to go. All right. So if it was just starting to turn dark beforehand, it is now getting super dark. Like, it's almost what you would say night is. Who has dark vision? <laughs> I do. Woo! Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess uh, Narc will, will say, yeah. Anybody uh, able to lead the way a bit better than, uh, than me? <laughs> yeah, I think I got you covered there. I can, uh, See in the dark, and I can also uh, produce a little flame for light if that helps you you two out. Oh, boy. Never thought I'd love... Never thought I'd say I love having a fire genasi friend. <laughs> We're nothing if not utilitarian, you know. <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll use my produce flame cantrip and just... I summons, like, a little flame above. Oh, like... Uh... What does that look like when you're uh, performing that cantrip? Um, let me double check something. If it's oh, it's verbal, I think verbal somatic. Uh, I think he'll just uh whisper fire and like snap his fingers, and then a little uh ball of flame just will appear above his hand. So 
Uh, yeah, so that gives us 10 foot radius of bright light and 10 more of dim light. Cool. And that will help on the journey ahead. I, the road to Long Barrow is a very familiar one to Newark, but, mm -hmm. you know, traveling at night is always a little different than traveling during the day. Oh, yeah, you, you bet that when Newark was young, his mother beat it into him. Um, you know, not not physically, but <laughs> really, really uh, nailed it into his head that you be home before dark. And uh, there was a few times he pushed it close, and uh, he might have gotten a spanking from that one. And and uh, he definitely got a spanking from that. <laughs> and especially this time of year when it starts getting colder. And uh, the trees, well, at least the ones with leaves, are barren. So, it, you know, you're kind of getting that, like, tunnel vision of going up and down hills. And there are trees without leaves, like, reaching toward you like talons. And uh, how, how long are you guys willing to travel in the dark? It is only, like, a three-hour... Um, travel time between uh, Bramby Clearing and Longborough, but it can be uh, seem a lot longer, especially when it's nighttime. Mm. Ash is willing to keep going as long as it takes, but if if we decide that it's safer to call it a night and check it out in the morning. But also having cover of night is not a bad thing if we're going to see what's happening. Yep. And uh, so I'm suspecting that Ash is in the lead and the light source is behind you, so your dark vision is mm -hmm. not affected. Yeah. All right. And uh, is everyone keeping watch, or are you guys kind of, like, lost in your own thoughts? No, no, Nork, uh, being that there was kobolds retreating through this way, Nork is keeping his eyes out. Yeah, Rayan's a bit scared out of her wit here, I'd imagine. So she's just kind of tagging along and keeping sharp eye. And also, Nor since um, you know, since the kobolds were obviously uh, speaking draconic, he's keeping an, an ear out for any kind of hint of anything that might sound slightly draconic, whispering through the breeze or trees or anything like that. It sounds like everyone's doing a active perception check. Oof. Oof. Okay. So, we'll start with Ash. You're in a strange foreign land where it gets rather cold rather quickly. And uh, there are barren trees that seem to just stretch for miles. And, you know, you can see a lot of things because you have dark vision. Right. But does that stop your imagination? 
Oh. Apparently not. <laughs> uh, yeah, you see in the distance, you swear, like, at first, it's a humanoid figure. I'll probably just stop in my tracks at some point then, when I see that. Hmm. And uh, do you tell everyone, or do you just, like, what do you uh, do? I'd, like, hold up a hand and, and, and for, like, a halt and be, like, and whisper, I think I see something up ahead. And Nars going to squint into the darkness, probably to no avail. <laughs> uh, no, you see something, too. Hmm. And it seems to be on, like, standing very tall. Is a very, like, broad shape. And, Ryan, you can kind of see this, too. I mean, both this is, like, you know, dim lights barely touching this, so it's really hard to tell. <laughs> but then it gets down on all fours. Oh, no. <laughs> and you hear a bear noise. Oh, no. Oh, no. Nark's gonna just shout. Alright, prepare for attack! <laughs> and as you're saying this, this thing is, like, taking its time to come towards you guys. And, uh... Yeah, it's, so it's, it's moving slowly. So Nark is gonna... Narx is gonna um he's gonna take the point on this and say uh you two are well let's just say a monk has a better chance in front than magic users. <laughs> stay, stay right behind me and uh help me if I need <laughs> and just 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 hold on for a moment. Is there any way to to um to light up to not destructively light up what that might be in front of us? I uh yeah. I mean uh that light uh the those produced flame, can it go like thirty feet? Uh or yeah. You'll have to tell me, I can use it, I can hurl it as an attack, but if I were to hurl it into myth on purpose, would that be acceptable to... Uh, yeah, it would definitely burn okay. something on the ground. We'll just, like, kind of flick it out onto the dirt, kind of between us and this creature. Okay, uh, roll me a d20. Sixteen. So you flick it in such a way where you don't actually like get the pile of leaves or sticks that are just instant wildfire. <laughs> thankfully. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the as this ball of what light actually passes the vision of this creature, you notice that when it's lit up. It's a giant bear. And that's when it starts charging ya. Oh, fun. Oh, no. Oh, boy. 
Let's do this. Bring it, bear. Uh, Nork is gonna say, uh, Ash, come here. <laughs> Let me hop on your shoulders. Okay. Can we do together some like an intimidation check on this thing as we scream and at it? Um, let's see. Is that the right procedure for a bear to make as much noise as possible? Yes, I think it is. I so think it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember, kids, this is not actually a wilderness survival role. If you find yourself in front of a bear, well, don't listen to us. Uh, yeah, I mean, before you guys make uh, enough initiative, uh, roll me an intimidation. Maybe you can just scare the bear off. Should I do it with uh, advantage since I'm having... Um... Oh! Okay, Ryan. like, these two are not acting fast enough for you. How... Yeah. What do you do to intimidate the bear? <laughs> no, it's not very intimidating. <laughs> she just gives out a big growl like get out now just like it, a gnarly growl along with it <laughs> okay um you two uh Nork and Ash can you give me a wisdom saving throw uh oh <laughs> okay uh so Ash actually what's your spell saving uh Demon jig, Brienne. Specific. Yeah, what people roll against for your. Uh, what people roll against for what? Uh, um, to do saves yeah. against you. Uh. Oh, I no got one? it. It's fourteen. Okay. No one. No one passes. <laughs> That's a scary lady. <laughs> yeah, like, suddenly, yeah. uh, you, especially you, Ash, you see the arcane symbols just kind of, like, flare up on Rayanne again. And, Nork, you can physically see this, too. Oh, gee. And, like, for a brief moment, she just flashes. And you don't know what it is about this, but... She just has a terrifying visage, and you feel compelled to just go. Um, Rand, your horse? Oh, po pony. Actually, no, you're on Herberta. I gotta roll for Herberta, too. Oh, oh God. Herberta. You might be, like, left alone in the woods. Frick. Oh, Thankfully, she got oh, she's spot on. But yeah, um, you guys are you have the fear. <laughs> you have the 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 fear. Um, God, what is it called? You guys are feared. Let's just put it that way. Uh, so you oh, are compelled. I get, to, I get to make another uh, roll on that because I have the brave. I get to. Oh. Advantage. Okay. Uh, I get fear. Yeah, do it. So I'll just make another roll. Yep. <laughs> oh, much better. Yep. Ash, <laughs> you have have the uh, fear thing on you. Uh, so for I think it's the next minute. 
Oh my god. You feel like you need to get away from the source of your terror, which happens to be Rayanne right now. And she was behind me before? Yes. I'm just gonna book it away from her past the bear and just run down the road. The bear is actually booking it with you, <laughs> along with the pony. Uh, so, um, Nork, can you give me a dexterity saving throw? That's good enough to stay on the pony. So your pony is just not responding to any of your commands. It is running just off. And Ran, you're left alone in the dark with her Berta. You just hear Norik and, you know, as they're speeding off down the road, you hear Norik on the pony. Whoa, whoa, hey now! Ran just talks to her Berta and she's like, I wasn't that scary, was I? Thanks for joining us, everyone. Um, we're going to leave it there with the terrifying Ran in the woods. And, uh, yeah, let's say our goodbyes. All right. I guess we're just doing this in the same way we did the introduction, so. All right. I'm Varen and Butterfly. You can find me at Twitter at V-R-Y-R-D-M-Butterfly or on YouTube, which is just very random Butterfly. I promise I'm not scary in real life. <laughs> I uh, do random videos roughly every week things comics whenever i feel like it and yeah and i'm guy youtube channel of that guy who can't sing or um what do you call it twitter guy who can't sing um i post up videos every few months usually but what I'm doing more now, actually, is Twitch streams playing uh, Beat Saber with lasers. So if you want to tune in to twitch.com slash guyw, just G-U-Y-W, that's my channel. And uh, you can see Beat Saber awesomeness or derpitude, whichever way you want to look at it, while I'm actually sh flashing around real lasers on my Vive controllers. It's pretty fun, and looks kind of cool. And I'm Ammon. You can find me on Twitter at dndgeologist. Uh, come hang out. Say hi. Uh, thank you guys for playing tonight, and thank you for everyone who is listening. Um, if you want to follow Tales of Swordfall, we are Swordfall D&D on Twitter, and uh, I think it's Swordfall D&D on Facebook. Um, and then, if you're not listening on YouTube, uh, we also post these up on YouTube, and we're YouTube slash Tales of Swordfall. Uh, we also have a Google+, and uh, I think that's it for right now. Uh, if you're listening on anchor spotify and those other podcast things uh thank you for listening to us uh share our stuff like us if you're listening on youtube uh smash the subscribe button ring that bell and hopefully you get updates uh, i try to keep everyone updated on twitter anyway so if you're not following us on twitter 
probably should. Um, yeah, also share and comment and all that stuff. Uh, if you want to see more roleplay from various people of this group, like uh, Gats or me, uh, we both play on... Uh, gosh... Heroes of, Heroes of Old on Band of the Hawk Gaming. We usually stream every Friday night. Uh, also, you can find more information about Gats's Bane of the Ancients on his channel, Gats Righteous. He does a really awesome job at um, running games and stuff. He has a more dark and dreary game. Uh, oh yeah, if you want to follow me personally... I tweet mostly about puppies and D&D and stuff and occasional zoo trips. And, uh, yeah, I'm at Paul underscore Garish. That's at P-A-U-L underscore G-E-R-R-I-S-H. And, uh, once again, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And whatever time of day it is, I hope you're having a nice one. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Don't touch weird things. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Tales of Sorrowful. Please consider listening to these podcasts. Welcome to a special episode of Where the Wild Things Roll. My name is John and I will be your host and DM for this 5th edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast set in the world of Ravarna. This podcast might be a tad different from others you've listened to. The two players will be my 12-year-old son Kinnick and my 10-year-old daughter Kaylee as they learn to play D&D through their very first campaign. We will pick up with our adventurers as they finish their time at Paduke's Adventurers Guild as they take their practical exams in dungeoneering, magical beasts, weapons and armor, puzzle solving, diplomacy, history of the world, and magical cause and effect before they are set out into the world. Can our two adventurers pass their classes and become full-fledged members of the Adventurers Guild? You'll have to tune in and find out next time on Where the Wild Things Roll. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe.